Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Welcome to the Lakers Lowdown. I'm Anthony Irwin. Stay on the show. Well, the hell, Miami. So the Lakers uh, held their exit interviews uh, yesterday by the time you guys are listening to this. And uh, I thought there was a lot that we could actually learn from them or glean from them. You had uh, Rob Polinka, who I thought made the most kind of news in this thing. Um, talk about his approach to this upcoming offseason. You had he and Darvin Ham show up there together, right? They did their their press conference together um, and and seemed very much in lockstep uh, following a season that they consider, you know, a, a, a step in the right direction. I don't know if they would necessarily go far enough to say that it was a, a win, right, or a, 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 an out-and-out success um, because Rob Palenka is Kobe's agent, right? And I would imagine some of that, you know, title or bust mentality mentality rubbed off on him. Um, Palenka in the past has said that they weren't interested in in kind of a, a process-based, uh, you know, success uh, they, they, he was he wasn't looking for incremental success, is I, I believe the phrase that he used, and um, you know this this time I think he's kind of come around to that notion, and good you know to be clear good that's a good thing that he has come around to that notion. Um, success is a process, and and you know you have to take into account uh, context when you're evaluating a a season and whether or not we're considering it a success. And in this case here for the Lakers, um, there are way worse versions of this season, right? Uh, let's say let's say that they uh, keep Russ past the deadline. No progress there whatsoever. LeBron is probably looking elsewhere. Anthony Davis would be looking elsewhere, as LeBron is also looking elsewhere. Um, the Lakers would be losing because Russell Westbrook's contract would be um, expiring. They would be losing a a major chunk of money that you aren't going to be able to replace because you aren't going to be opening up that much um, cap room. You don't get the progress that you saw here from Austin Reeves, and and um and and just like essentially, you know, we don't we don't find out about Rui, right? And and yeah, I just think um, when you, when you look at at the entirety of the season, it's pretty clear this is this is the kind of best path realistically speaking, that we could have hoped for. Uh, win a couple series, and then you run into a buzzsaw. You know, Denver, I still contend, is just really effing good. And and sometimes that's just what you're up against, is a really effing good team. And you just got to see how you can handle that situation. In this case, um, the Lakers, unfortunately, got swept. And, um, and yet, 
you know, you listen to Rob Polinka talk after, um, after this season and, and, you know, his approach to what they're going to be doing here in the off season. And yeah, the, 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 the main takeaway here is that Rob Polinka multiple times stressed that the Lakers want to keep their young core together. Um, this is, this is a, a quote from him. Um, this is from silver screen and roll. Um, I watched the press conference earlier and, and it was on spectrum and, and, and all that. Though. But anyway, quote, we're incredibly proud of this group getting to the Western conference finals. After the trade deadline, we had one of the top records in the league. I think keeping that continuity is going to be very important. We ultimately got knocked out by a team that, that has great continuity. It's a high priority for us. We feel like we have a group of special players in the locker room. They enjoy playing with uh, each other. Darwin enjoys coaching them. We know there's more growth and improvement in that group, especially if we get a training camp together. So I would say it's a high priority to keep our core players together. Um, and then, you know, again, it, it, the, the, the questioning came back to that um, approach again. Quote, I would say this resoundingly clear. Our intentions are to keep our core of young guys together, Palenka said. We saw incredible growth and achievement by Rui, Austin. I could go down the list. Vando, D'Lo. We have a lot of great players, and we want to do our best to fit the puzzle together. Again, without talking specific players, um, something that he can't do, according to the CBA. We'll do our best to keep this group intact and growing and get better each year, getting better each year, end quote. So again, like in terms of what you would be hoping to hear from Palinka, that is um, that is exactly what you're hoping for, right? There is no, the, you can't like, there's no reading between the lines here that you need to do. There's no hidden agenda here or any kind of wigger room. He is basically saying, yeah, our focus is keeping, and he said this in regards to LeBron and AD too. And it's not just uh, the young core that he mentioned, but, um, you know, he still sees LeBron and AD as two pillars, two, one of the more dominant duos in the league. And uh, their focus is going to be keeping them together as well as, you know, for the Lakers, uh, you know, and, 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 and building around them, Rui and Reeves are two very big parts of that. And, you know, mentioning D'Lo um, and, and given some of the, I guess, um, <laughs> the lack of options for either Russell or the Lakers, um, it, was, it was also pretty clear that, that Palenka wanted Russell to know that, that the Lakers really want him back too. So they could head into that um, those negotiations and 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 do so on the right foot, especially given the way that the season ended, where D'Angelo Russell doesn't start in your in your final game, and and you know sees his minutes cut way down in that game. You know, uh, he just it's important here that uh, even if the Lakers intend to sign and trade D'Angelo Russell, which I could totally see happening, uh, it's. It's important here that 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 Russell feels it tangibly that that he is still wanted despite those struggles as the season came to its close. But overall, at least from Palinka's standpoint here, uh, it it is very clear that uh, yeah, this this is they even even given some of the stuff we heard from LeBron and the reporting that followed the stuff with LeBron, um, it is very clear that the Lakers have a a very clear uh, plan in place for this upcoming summer. 
The other thing that you were hoping to hear today um, from somebody specifically was from Austin Reeves and, and, you know, how bought in is he going to be this year? Uh, what, what does he envision for himself and, and, you know, his uh, immediate future? He has said in the past that his focus is going to be getting as much money as he can possibly get. Um, not going to blame him for that. <laughs> uh, totally, totally understand that approach. But here's what he had to say about uh, the Lakers. Quote, uh, and again, this is from Silver Screen. Quote, I want to be here. This feels like a home to me in a sense. Obviously, it's a lot different than my actual home. It's a little bigger, a lot more people, worse traffic. I don't know, man. The cows in Arkansas can can move pretty slowly. Um, but I told somebody a couple months ago, uh, it feels like a home for me. The way the fans support me, the players, coaching staff, front office. This is definitely somewhere I want to be. But we'll see uh, what happens. Uh, he continues, um, you know, how his life might change. Quote, I'll have a membership at a golf course, and that's probably it. I'm not really into cars, fashion, whatever my, whatever my family needs, I'll get. Family is number one. Golf is a very close second. Same, man. He's just like us. Um, so, yeah, I, I think, again, it's important to take away from that, just like with Palenka. Both sides are very clear on this. Uh, Austin is making it very known what his top priority is in terms of, you know, planning out his future. And the Lakers are being very clear as far as what they're willing to do for him. Um, I spoke to, to some people around the league and I spoke to some people here from the Lakers. And while there is certainly interest in Austin Reeves um, all over the, the league, um, there's some San Antonio whispering going out there. There's a direct report about Houston being potentially interested. Um, Utah, just, you know, for reasons I would imagine. But yeah, I think, uh, I, I, you know, uh, what I heard when I when I spoke and, and, and did my sniffing around is that even if Austin gets his, you know, crazy max contract offer, and I'm not positive he could get, and I believe the biggest contract offer that he can get is $96 million over four years. Um, even if he gets that contract, uh, from, from what I've been told, uh, the Lakers, I believe, would would probably match that 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 offer and uh, keep Reeves in in the organization. And and now look, like um, I don't see him receiving that offer. Like that's I know that Jordan Poole got crazy paid or whatever, but we're seeing how that worked out, right? The league is going to is seeing how how that's working out there for for Golden State. And uh, while Austin, I believe, is better than Jordan Poole. I could see, you know, other other teams and other GMs out there being like, yeah, I don't know about all of that. And then on top of that, um, you look at historically, you know, these contracts that um, are, you know, these big offers that are made um, from other teams that to, to restricted free agents in the hope of either forcing a team to overpay to keep that player or to obviously sign that player away outright. Um hasn't always necessarily gone all that well because you're you're so clearly overpaying like you can you can want to screw up you know what what another team might be doing you you can want to you know really kind of mess with your competition and and screw up their books but if they call the bluff and say you know what congratulations on your new offer you then have to deal <laughs> with 
with that amount of money on your books for a player who might not necessarily be worth it. So the uh, approach of forcing a team to uh, to overpay like that and putting at risk your own books, uh, and by the way, having your money held up for some very crucial moments in uh, free agency is not normally something that, that teams are all that interested in doing. So um, we'll see what Reeves' contract looks like. We'll see what kind of offer he's going to get. The Lakers are going to offer their the, the biggest deal that they can. He's probably going to turn that down. And then from there, it's just a matter of what the what offers come his way that uh, the Lakers would eventually just match anyway. And the, and the reason I, I started by saying that it, it based on what I'm hearing, the Lakers would probably uh, match that contract is if they're willing to go that high or if they're even willing to entertain the notion of it going that high, like any contract lower than that is going to be a pretty concise yes. They might hold up that money for that team to screw up what they're trying to do too um, and and wait to make a decision on that. But uh, yeah, for for what I'm hearing, I don't think Austin Reeves is going anywhere. And and look, I I knew about Caruso for comparison's sake. When that season ended, I knew that you know, the chances I, I kept on trying, like, are, are you serious? Like, they're really not going to do this? Um, yeah, I remember that. And uh, this is very different from that. This is, it, it could not, the, 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 the sentiment that I'm getting from the Lakers here could not possibly be more different than it was uh, surrounding Caruso and that, and that, and the decision that, that they eventually made and, and have since paid for. Um, Rui, by the way, I'm hearing a lot of the same things. Um, he actually, you know, might technically potentially be more um, expensive than Reeves because uh, he is starting at a higher point, right? I think he makes like seven or eight million dollars um, from his rookie deal, whereas you compare it to the undrafted rookie deal that Reeves was on, and and the percentage raise is going to be higher in 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 Reeves' case. But uh, there's a there's a I think a not non-zero chance that uh, Reeves either makes as much or more than than Reeves this upcoming year. Um, and I, again, from what I've heard, unless I unless it's just an absolutely bonkers offer, which Rui showed some stuff, but I don't think he would receive the same kind of bonkers offer, uh, especially compared to the money that Reeves made last year, where you're talking about multiplying what he made by like 30 or something crazy. Um, even, even under that circumstance from when I've, what I'm hearing, uh, Rui is probably going to get a, a decent offer and the Lakers will just match it or they'll just come to an agreement together without having to bring in some different offer from a different team. So, um, that's good to know there. Right. And again, Palenka very clear on this. So this isn't exactly difficult reporting that I'm doing here. I could just relay what <laughs> Polinka said in his press conference, but um, what somebody says in front of the camera and then what you hear behind the scenes aren't always necessarily on the same page or in some cases not even in the same book. And, and in this case, though, this is a pretty unified message um, in front of and behind the scenes. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. 
It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, now the fun one, right? What to, what's going to happen with D'Angelo Russell? And this is, like, it's funny. At this stage of my career, um, occasionally, it doesn't always happen, but occasionally I'll have people from around the league actually message me back uh, or me- message me in, 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 you know, to start a conversation. And this has been the topic that I have been messaged about from people around the league um, wondering, like, What's going to happen here with this guy? You know, um, what are you hearing? What, are, you know, what's going on there? And um, this has been an interesting one because I, on one hand, are, are, do you want to pay D'Angelo Russell $30 million next year? Is that something you would want on your books, right? Uh, on the other hand, Lakers cannot afford to lose him outright. And... Um, you know, if they lose him outright, say he walks and takes like a, you know, $20 million deal somewhere else or, a, you know, $25 million deal somewhere else. Initially, you're going to say, well, glad that's not us paying him that money. But the Lakers have no way of replacing that cap spot. So that giant aspect of your path forward here is just gone and that would be really difficult to overcome moving forward as the Lakers uh, try to maintain flexibility right the number one way that you remain flexible aside from like only having rookie contracts (laughs) forever the OKC path um, the only way that you can maintain you know optimal flexibility is to have as much money on your books as possible um, and and specifically short-term type of money, right? It's one thing when you have, you know, if, you're, if you have a $200 million payroll, right, we'll say, and that $200 million payroll is all signed like five years in advance, okay, you're not very flexible there. But if you have, you know, 200 million bucks on your payroll and that money is all in like two-ish year contracts, um, at any point, you could reshape that roster, right? And and I think that's kind of what the Lakers are going for here as we reach or we start to head towards the tail end of the LeBron and AD era in LA. So uh, my prediction here is that Russell probably signs a two-ish year deal in the ballpark of, say, 50, right? 45 on the absolute low end, uh, 60 on the absolute high end, but, but he'll probably be in that, in that range. And, um, and my, my guess would be that 
it would be with the notion of, well, we'll see what this thing looks like at the deadline, right? We'll see how he's playing at the deadline. We'll see how available he's been leading up to the deadline. And, um, and we'll just, you know, we'll keep him happy. And, and I, you know, I, I do genuinely feel like this time around, the Lakers are a lot more comfortable with D'Angelo Russell than they were the first time. Um, and specifically this leadership group, right? Uh, that said, I, I, I just have to, you know, acknowledge there was some issues with when Russell was playing and when he wasn't playing at the end of the season. Clearly we just saw him become unplayable in this last series. And, you're probably going to face that same Denver Nuggets team if the Lakers reach the Western Conference Finals again next year. So, uh, yeah, like those are those are very real question marks facing D'Angelo Russell here moving forward. So, yeah, we'll we'll we'll, we'll kind of see how that goes. Um, the other option that the Lakers could potentially have, obviously, a sign and trade for somebody already under contract. Um, you wouldn't be able to do that on draft night with Russell in this case, as um, that would be. You know, the, the, signing him uh, or re-signing him would take place after the draft, and the Lakers are, you know, if they are going to utilize that that pick in a trade, um, y- you wouldn't be able to do both of those things, right? You would have to, you would have uh, drafted a player already, and you'd be sending that player along with Russell for whoever it is that the Lakers would be interested in. Um, you could do that, right? You could do that, and then the twenty-nine pick, and probably get back a pretty good haul. Uh, I would think uh, for in, in that case where you're matching whoever's money that you need to match. Um, and then, you know, for the record also could combine Beasley and Bamba's money and uh, be able to send out as much as 26 million on draft night, along with whatever player it is that they draft and the, um, and that 29 pick. And that could get you back some stuff that, that could really upgrade your roster, seeing as Bamba and Beasley didn't participate in that in that final round. So, yeah, the, the Lakers have some real options here. Um, and, and, you know, obviously they have fewer options as it pertains to Russell because, you know, and, and, and to be fair, Russell needs the Lakers as much as the Lakers need him because uh, he's not getting 20, 30 million from anybody else having seen what we've seen from him uh, this season and, and, and frankly, over the course of his career. He's not that kind of player. I would say, like, I'd be comfortable with him in a perfect world at, like, 18 mil, maybe 20. Uh, but, but you know, going much further beyond that, you start to get a little woozy. But, again, for the sake of what the Lakers need here and what they need moving forward, that's probably how this is going to play out. All right. Uh, That is going to do it here for this episode of the Lakers Lowdown podcast. What I'm going to start doing here pretty soon, and I'm probably going to air them, you know, as we get closer to like vacation time, our uh, player review is a a player review series where I take a look over the course of an an entire lowdown and and, uh, take a look at that player's season there for the Lakers and look ahead to what they're going to be doing. But I'm not quite there yet. We have enough actual basketball to talk about right? I'm not going to talk about the game last night that, uh, that took place because I don't like saying nice things about Boston. Um, but as we get like further into that series, when it, when it eventually ends, and then certainly into the, into the finals, we'll be covering that. 
Um, just because, look, we all love basketball. It's not the Lakers, but but I, I certainly love basketball um, enough to talk about whoever it is is playing. So uh, we have plenty of stuff like that. And and as well as, uh, if you haven't listened already, um, <laughs> it's funny the way it played out last night. Uh, I saw the, the LeBron quotes and then saw the clip um, while I was on the air with Raj after the game. Got a text message from George uh, Sedano right afterward saying, whoa, you see this? And uh, and I said, I was just about to, to text uh, if to see if you wanted to come on the show, meaning like days in advance. I usually, if I get somebody on the show, it's it's with, I, I try to reach out and give them a week or so to be interested in, in coming on. But uh, yeah, this time I, I saw that. And, and I said, yeah, do you want to come on the show? And he goes, yeah, tomorrow? Let's do it. And and so uh, that is going to be uh, today's episode of The Lounge. So if you haven't checked that out already, check that out. Uh, we get into the LeBron quotes and 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 what we took from them. I wrote about that for Substack. Uh, if you haven't checked that out or subscribed there um, quite yet. And, uh, and yeah, hit that subscribe button. Let's keep building this thing. We'll keep this momentum rolling into the, into the offseason. And, uh, and have some fun here while we do so. So until the next time I talk to you, I'm Anthony Irwin, saying have a good one.